You're listening to Grindhouse Courthouse, the show where we put movies on trial to determine whether or not they're a danger to the general public. Please rise for nobody, because this is a deposition episode. Enjoy! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! 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 Hey everybody, welcome to Grindhouse Courthouse. This week we watched Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, and We Want to Be Dead. We <laughs> saw Victor Wong's last cinema appearance, and I don't know what to say. This is the worst movie we have ever watched on this stupid podcast. Agreed? Yes. Easily. Yeah. Hands down. No doubt in my mind. Wow. <laughs> Looking at the ratings as well, this is probably the lowest rated movie that we've watched. If it's not zero, it's too high. So <laughs> here we go. IMDb, 2.9 out of 10. Too high. Rotten Tomatoes, zero. Right. <laughs> and then the right audience rating. score setting at 29%. So this movie is, I'm lost for words. It is just plain awful. I don't even know if we should consider this as a movie. Coming from Power Rangers, which felt just like a long episode of the series, I don't know where this movie sits, like Three Ninjas. So this is the fourth installment of Three Ninjas. So they've had a a decent run of portraying these three hooligans, these three young kids that learn how to become ninjas from their grandfather, which is, like Dylan was mentioning, Victor Wong, and this was his last movie. And in this one, they have completely new actors, which I think they kind of cycled them out throughout these movies. But uh, we get we get the ninjas doing ninja things and also going to an amusement yeah. <laughs> and also going to a yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to stress that this is I mean, this the franchise wasn't great. But no. I certainly liked it as a kid. Yeah. But there's there's a substantive difference between this fourth installment and the previous three. Because the previous three, they didn't always have the same three kids. But they had mm-hmm. a couple of the same kids and kind of alternated over time. This is a complete... This is like when they got rid of Macaulay Culkin and tried to still make another Home Alone. <laughs> this is like a full wipe of the cast. And they hired... You know, it's hard because they're kids. But, oh my god. They're so... <laughs> bad and annoying like i was going crazy all of them every single one universally Mm -hmm. so we don't like child actors it's it's very clear we've made that very clear throughout our all all of our movies that we've we've watched before the weakest link is always the child actor so going into a movie we hate kids in general too actually yeah yeah i think just just in general i tell my son that all the time (laughs) i hate you son i hate you (laughs) he'll recover but yeah, just having this movie base and focus on child actors is is awful for us. So this was this was a terrible experience. I want to say like with the the previous movies, Victor Wong was that constant. And going into this movie, the first thing that you do see is Victor Wong, I believe, and he looks awful. <laughs> like he is he's done. He's on his deathbed. He does not look good. Because last week we watched Prince of Darkness, young man, sprite running around avoiding <laughs> satan demons Alice and Cooper. coming to see him in the, yeah and coming to see him in this movie is like this poor man this poor man just let him rest that's all i wanted for victor wong but i don't know what happened in that 10 year gap presumably a bunch of three ninja movies but <laughs> they fucking killed him he's he's barely in it which is a shame because i think he's the only actor in the movie you know we ragged on child actors but they also hired actors with the acting abilities of children as well to be in it 
which uh, is a bold choice, yeah. to say the least. Okay, do we want to just get into it then? We just want to dive into this movie and yeah, we'll hug up the moments. Yeah. Have, we, have we even mentioned that the Hulk, Hulk is in this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan and uh, Jim Varney are in it. Ernest P. Worrell is in this. And he is used so poorly. Both of them are. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan is used appropriately. I think he had enough screen time on this to get his story across. But I disagree strongly. Uh, well, do we need more? Get into it or less? Yeah, do you need this movie just we to be needed, Hulk Hogan? We'll get to it. I'll I'll, I'll bring it up. But we needed <laughs> okay. a lot less child kicks and a lot more Hulk Hogan being Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. You get like five minutes of that. So this movie starts with the funniest title screen that we've ever seen, <laughs> where <laughs> it was made in PowerPoint. It was clearly made in PowerPoint. They're using all the animations they got. The three comes up. They're using the bullet sounds to introduce yeah. the, the stars. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we were we knew we were in trouble once that once that took place. But the movie starts with uh, the three ninjas at their grandpa's murder warehouse, full of death traps, <laughs> explosions, sharp edges. It's extremely dangerous. It's like this maze that they have to get through to get a sword to prove that they are ninjas even though they've been doing this for 10 years but they haven't aged except for except for what's the what's the kid's name tam tam tum 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 uh who aged backwards i i dug up some of the earlier films because i've never seen any of these before and he got younger in this movie for some reason i don't know they had to make him cute right i imagine did they did they have to do that did they even do that either let's let's break down the characters themselves tum tum is the youngest his thing is he likes junk food and he just keeps eating he's the dumb one of the group he's kind of like michelangelo from ninja turtles mm-hmm. then you got Colt, how who's... dare you sir <laughs> you don't like michelangelo you're fine he's my favorite <laughs> Fuck. then you got colt which has the dumbest haircut in this movie and i know it's the 90s but still he's it got... had to be done by 90s standards too though right yes he's got a part but a bowl cut and it all comes back into a ponytail. I, that's the best way of describing it. <laughs> I think I think what? I have a better way to describe it. Imagine go for it, go for you're it. a child of the 90s, as we all are, but you had parents who literally never said no, who just always let you do what you wanted, <laughs> and you yep, yep. And you get mm-hmm. cult. It's like, Mom, I want a bowl cut and a ponytail, and your mom's like, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Also an <laughs> earring. Sure, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You're 12 years old. You can have an earring. Absolutely, son. You know best. You're not going to regret this. That's what happens. Yeah, Colt is kind of like Raph from the Ninja Turtles because he's got attitude. He's a bit more pushy. And then we Nobody likes Raph. No. Nobody. You suck. (laughs) Then we have Rocky. Not to be confused with Rocky from the Power Rangers, but Rocky... He's supposed to be the leader. He's the most vanilla-looking white guy that I know. Like, there's no physical traits or, like, characteristics that I can use to describe him. He just looks like a normal white kid yeah. from the suburbs. That's it. Speaking of Rocky, actually, the Colt, here's some, here's some synergy for you. The kid who plays Colt went on to play Rocky in one of the weird versions of Power Rangers later when he grew up was that the police one i don't know it's a police or pirates it's one of the <laughs> it's the one where they're pirates yeah power rangers lives matter one of those versions of <laughs> We're bringing it all together yeah this yeah these movies are all connected some way so if you're listening to the full second season try and connect it there's a there's a link anyway those are our heroes those are our ninjas they're going through grandpa's death maze they're jumping, they're backflipping, they're dodging plungers, knives, everything. The whole kid and caboodle. 
and they get to the very yeah, top. Yeah, that's a wide range of uh, things that are threatening. <laughs> Plungers, not immediately lethal. <laughs> Baseball bats spinning at, you know, Mach 3 seems more lethal. True. What yeah. is Grandpa doing out there? What's... The funniest the funniest part of the obstacle course were the punji sticks. Like, I wonder if Grandpa smeared his shit all over them to make sure that if they did get stabbed <laughs> yeah. with them, it would infect and kill the kill his grandchildren. I, I got I, Ninja I, blood poisoning. I've got a serious question though. It's like, Dad, you can't keep doing this with the kids. It's so dangerous. <laughs> they need to learn like I did in Nam. My buddies lie dying face down in the mud. Grandpa, none of this shit's gonna happen. They're teaching teenagers and we live in suburban chicago just wait wait till criminals attack the theme park <laughs> but the grandpa thing is like needs you children <laughs> how does when does grandpa have the time to build this warehouse where does he get the funds to do like those were a lot of plungers like to build this thing this is like a tons of fun out here and i can't imagine grandpa's rich i don't imagine nin being a ninja makes a whole lot of money so I have no idea. That's exactly what they want you to think, Adam. Oh. Mm. So I should have became a ninja when I was younger, and I would be... Yeah, all the... those stories that you told yourself when you were little, they were yeah. right. Oh, my goodness. The legends, they're true? <laughs> <laughs> the medallion? Here's a better question. Why does an 80-year-old Japanese man have three fucking white kids as grandchildren? <laughs> the, the whitest children. I'll, I'll answer my own question. It was rhetorical. Because it's the 90s. Shut up and stop asking questions. White people get to do everything. <laughs> and that's how it worked back then. Don't mm -hmm. ask. Don't yeah. don't even yeah. think. Shut up. This is how it works. It was the 90s. All right, go on. Yeah, there's a lot of white privilege in this movie, and it's hilarious when you like take a step back and you look at it like, how the hell did they afford this house in the suburbs? We're trying to figure this out as we're watching it. So we came in as adults into this movie rather than as children. So just there was as, a lot of things. Just as the producers intended. It's 4.30-somethings, 20 years later, come and watch this movie. <laughs> This movie sucks. Oh, <laughs> it's like this movie wasn't made for me at all. God. Yeah, Brie Larson would be right shitting down. herself right now. It's not for you. <laughs> oh, God. So we're still in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. We have the kids. They get the blade from Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, you did it. But you got to learn a lesson, and that lesson is you got to fight in the dark. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he takes a zip line down, and I love when they do stunts in this movie because they cover the stuntman's face to make it very clear that it is not the actor. So Victor Wong told him the blade right in front of his face as it's uh, the camera's tracking him as he's going down. He cuts the power, uses the sword to cut the power cord for this whole operation, yet everything else runs except for the lights. First off, that's going to be expensive. He's going to have to get that repaired later on if he's going to run this murder house again. So that's upsetting. Anyway, the kids have to go through the course backwards in the dark. They struggle. I think they kind of learn a lesson. I really wasn't paying attention at this point. Again, we're only two minutes in. They get out <laughs> of there. And then we totally lost. Yeah. yeah. And, Just and checked I'm, out already, yeah, I'm already checked out. They, they get through it. And uh, the reward is Grandpa gives them a little spiel about being a family, being together. While this is happening, the director decided to do a Michael Bay opportunity of spinning the camera around grandpa and the three ninjas and this is the first time that they use that michael bay uh kind of like style of filming this happens multiple times and it is extremely distracting so it's nauseating it is like yeah. i've got a strong stomach that shit oh my god <laughs> couldn't believe it 
Uh, so, <laughs> so we have Grandpa saying, you did good, but family's the real message. Go dig a well. And then we kind of cut to... Oh, that's racist. Cut that. You can't, you can't say that. <laughs> cut, that. Cut, cut everything. Is that racist? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore, Tom. <laughs> we have to really help each other out on this. So anyway, uh, it cuts to the evening where the kids are in the rooms and they're just chilling out like young young kids and teenagers do. And they're talking about... Wait, is this hey, after grandpa drops them off back at their parents' house or... No, no, no. This, is, this okay. is right before because we have to we have to learn more about these amazing characters. And we find out that... Oh, okay. right. Sorry. Okay. I was just yeah. hoping, yeah, I I was just hoping it was done, this... this explanation, but I guess... Oh, no. <laughs> this is still going. Much like this movie. <laughs> We are in it. The kids, they're in the room. It's after hours. They're talking about teenage things. And Colt and Rocky are like, listen, we can't keep going to grandpa's every summer. I know it's fun and all, but I'm almost 16. I need to buy a car to pick up some honeys. And Tum Tum's not for this because Tum Tum's only like seven and a half. And a diabetic because he's eating so much goddamn junk food. Anyway, grandpa's listening. He's dropping. He's just like, oh boy, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose the kids. And then he drops them off the next day to their family in the rich suburbs where they have a two-car garage four-story house huge lawn it's upset upset, why does their house upset you (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't make sense of just like how families could afford these big of houses and there's just like rows of them in the suburb it's just no the dad is the director of the fbi he can afford that (laughs) director of cops (laughs) it just i don't know it's it's look he works at the fbi and there's a thing on his desk that says director so clearly he has a lot of money right yeah well, enough to, again, live in these suburbs and take They're three They're upper, years. lower class. They're lower, upper class, okay? It's totally <laughs> fine. Everybody lived in a house like that back in the 90s anyways, so it doesn't True. matter. White picket fence, yep. And then Grandpa is like, mm, the grandkids are kind of done with me. Guess I'll just climb up on a shelf and die. And then his daughter <laughs> or whatever is like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, they're done with you. So, like, see ya. <laughs> Served your purpose. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. They're ninjas now. Thanks for being a free babysitter. She's dead inside, though. Years of, like, having her kids put in mortal terror. She's just completely emotionally detached. Oh, yeah. Like, they're breaking windows and she doesn't flinch. They're breaking all the shit in their house. She doesn't react. Yeah. I was... Grandpa's like, I... I, dying and the kids don't love me she's like good get the fuck off my lawn old man i think she's taking like too much xanax and she probably had her like third glass of wine already in the morning when yeah, she was, uh, when grandpa was dropping them off there's a scene there's so, a yeah, scene that like where they're in the house and rocky breaks a vase and just smashes all over the ground and then the mom does nothing doesn't clean it up does nothing just gives him another sandwich this is how i know <laughs> that i'm a 30 year old man that that's the thing i that upset me the most in this movie clean that up <laughs> Somebody's going to step on that. That's expensive. That's a lamp. (laughs) That was like 40 bucks right there. All for this little. I have to go to Pier 1 again and get another stupid vase. God. That's your Saturday morning, right? Like, that's a full morning for you to do this. Goddamn these kids. (sighs) It's cutting into drinking time. Uh, we get introduced to our bad guys. Does anybody want to take an attempt at describing these villains? Uh, they... Wave racers. Wave. Extreme sport enthusiasts. 
Like 20 guys they found at a Home Depot. Pretty, yeah. They are the most non-menacing looking villains that we've seen in a movie so far. They've got... Oh, they're wearing Oakleys. That's oh, scary. Yes, yes. This movie might have been sponsored by Oakley. We do oh, not yeah. know. That. I missed... Why, why did they all have to wear the same sunglasses? I was definitely not paying attention when they explained that. I don't think, they, I don't think there's an explanation. I think <laughs> it's just, just like, it. we're bad guys. We yeah. wear Oakleys. Okay. Yeah. This has got AKs. Actually, and Oakley's. Doesn't surprise me. You know what it was? It was like, how would you identify a bad guy? Like, we need to give them one characteristic to, like, stand out. And because they were all... They didn't have uniforms or anything like that, because they, they would stand out too much in the park. I, I would say they they actually did have uniforms, and they're the craziest batshit things I've ever seen. They look like the village <laughs> people. You walk... When they're getting into the park, one's wearing a nun outfit. Yep. Jim Varney looks like a musketeer. There's a Rastafarian <laughs> guy who may or may not be wearing... Like, I don't know if his dreads are real or not, or if it's just, like... The, what the are you talking... You don't know if they're real. Have you never seen one of those hats sold at like shitty little tourist shops? Like the dreads are sewn yeah. into the hats. Yeah, it's very I've just clear never seen a black work. guy wear it in my entire life. That exactly. Is this is my actually that guy is like. Why would he agree to any of this? That man must be. I don't he, know. Mu- he actually must be dead inside before or because he of took this the movie. paycheck. That was it. Someone said, "Look, we need you to be the bad guy in a movie with Hulk Hogan and Jim Varney," and he said, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> I need money. Yeah, but you also have to put this wig on and talk in a Rastafarian accent. (laughs) And slam on a laptop for 20 minutes. Uh, these, Yeah, again, these villains are not menacing. The other black guy also had to wear like a full-blown dashiki. Remember that guy? Why? What was with that? They're like, no, it's just one of the bad guys. He was just like standing there with a dashiki on and like the skull cap thing. No explanation. No. (laughs) I, I don't know. Yeah. I've edited that second black guy out of my mind entirely. There <laughs> yeah, was, I thought there was only one. I thought yeah, he was there sti- was just CJ, the Rastafarian computer hacker. <laughs> he wasn't a very important character. Anyway, sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. So they like it was like rent a hire or like they just hired a bunch of thugs or goons that they found online basically, and that's their team, and it's led by Medusa, Lonnie Lonnie Anderson, which is another mm-hmm. actor that's at the end of her like. At the same stage as Jim Varney, essentially. Yeah, if you didn't grow up in the 90s, you'll have no clue. Well, if you grew up in the 70s, you'd know who she is pretty well, because I think she was actually on a pretty popular TV show back then. But then she kind of, like, just continued to exist in mm-hmm. the film world. Nothing important, but you'd see her all the time in the 90s. Yeah. She's very recognizable to me, but I also had no clue who she was, why she's famous. And so when I Googled yeah. her and she was on uh, like WKRP or something was the TV show back in the ni- uh, 70s, yep. which I guess was popular. WKRP in Cincinnati. That's the, yeah, that's the show that... The, the the best part of that, I mean, I used to watch, my dad used to watch reruns of that and I'd be around. And that's the one where they had probably the most famous scene is that they were doing a promotional event and they're in a helicopter and threw out a bunch of turkeys for Thanksgiving, not realizing that turkeys <laughs> can't fly. <laughs> oh, live turkeys, yes. not just like, <laughs> like live turkeys. <laughs> packaged up <yes>. turkeys. <laughs> anyway, that's supposed that to package up turkeys, which would make a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, so, well, so, so yeah, she was yeah. very popular, but then, yeah, she she would show up in like all these shows in the 90s. So I think, I don't know, maybe I'm not, I shouldn't speak for the rest of you. But for me, I definitely recognized her from something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no clue who she was. She's kind of just this very plastic looking blonde bimbo. That's kind of the role yes. she'd play too. Um, so she's fucking horribly casted in this movie and she's god awful. She could like, she can barely move, to be honest with you. I don't. Yeah. 
I don't take pleasure in saying this. She's probably like older in this movie, but like it seems like a struggle to to move limbs for her. And so when yeah. she's trying to do do physical things, it looks preposterous. Like everything. I think it's due to her age, but I also think it's due to the ridiculous outfit that they put her in. Which probably is just like a leather. It's like a leather zoot suit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking weird. And she's in like these really high heels. And I, I again, I just don't understand what they're trying to get across. Like, yes, maybe a villain would wear leather. I don't know. Maybe it makes her look more evil. It's the nineties. Leather yes. is synonymous with villainry. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Villainous Very true. people wear leather. Okay. Until the Matrix, when they turned it around, and then suddenly Ooh. leather trench coats and whatever else. That was cool. Yeah. 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 And we're still wearing leather trench coats, guys. Right? But this was like two years before the Matrix. Yeah. So maybe they're ahead of their time. Who knows? No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I took it back as I was saying it. I realized. Anyway, that's our villains. Can we get uh, what they're is getting set up? They're on a boat. Can we can we set up what actually their plan was? So I have they, no fucking I, idea what their plan no. was. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I, I actually like. I so, went back and I tried to watch it, and it's Ernest going. Here's a security point. We have to establish this, so we have to take control here. Here's the control room. We have to get here, and then also if we have any hooligans, we're gonna put them in this roller coaster area. We strike at noon. They don't actually say what their plan is during this whole meeting. But later, don't they call someone? They're later. They're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna fucking yeah. torture these people if you don't." <laughs> so, yeah, and then the they plan... like, "What was the plan? Money? Just give because she yeah, has money in the it's end, money. right?" It's 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 money. So the idea was to take in this group of like seventy goons using speed crack racers. commandos, crack <laughs> commandos, yeah, speed racers to get into the park using this underground tunnel, um, infiltrate the park lock it up from the inside, control all the rides and uh, secure the people in and use them as hostages. And they call the owner of the park, who's some rich, gross billionaire. He's got the tummy. He's womanizer. He's got the lady giving him a massage. He's got the, the butler coming over saying, ooh, Higgins, I've got a call for you. <laughs> and anyway, they just want $10 million, which... He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He runs probably multiple parks <laughs> i feel like with that many goons there were so many easier ways to get 10 million dollars that incurred so, so like, much less risk when you think about it too they wouldn't get a lot out of it so many goons rob 70 rob 70 banks <laughs> rob 70 banks okay i guarantee you at the end you'll have 10 million i just feel like if they're going to distribute that money out too it's not a whole lot for them to survive off of that's not a good retirement plan they would make well, it... this was the 90s before, like, intense inflation has taken hold. That $10 million is the GDP of California at the time. <laughs> oh, it, was just, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, so we were, we were extremely confused. We were still trying to pin down what their plan was halfway through this movie because, again, it's not clear. We just know we have villains who are also ninjas. We then get introduced to another character, our favorite character. Oh, yeah. Probably not. But we get Dave Dragon. Tom Tom's at home. He's watching his favorite TV show, and he's going to be scarfing down a huge gross sandwich. He's watching Dave Dragon, and it's Hulk Hogan, and he's fighting some people. And at the very end of the episode, he says, after 15 years, the network has decided to pull the plug on the show. According to the ratings, most kids don't believe in heroes anymore. (laughs) Rubs it in their face. I'm out of a job because you punks aren't watching my show. 
I'm out of here. That's a classy way to go out. Yeah, how funny would it have been if, like, they actually filmed that live and he's just, like, this disgruntled old man, like, oh, they say you can't come to work drunk. Well, tell those fat cats up at NBC Studios the Dave Dragon never filmed this show sober once in his goddamn life. And then he just sits there drinking his whiskey in front of, I'll tell you what, kids, you know, the glory days. And it's just this sad, drunk old man ranting. And Tum Tum's like watching. They don't cut it. They just film it live. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a three-hour episode of this man yeah. just losing himself. That's honestly how we're probably going to end the podcast, by the way. Like when we're finished wrapping this, <laughs> yeah. uh, this whole Grindhouse Courthouse, we'll probably end it on that I note. guess no one <laughs> believes in heroes anymore. <laughs> guess, guess nobody likes heroes anymore. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, we find out that Dave... Are you, I'm a hero. I'm a hero. <laughs> yeah, Respect. that's right. I, I saved that fucking park. By myself. <laughs> and what do I get for it? Canceled. <laughs> he's also like 65 at this point, too. Hey, oh, we should we should notice out note how he's dressed. He's dressed like He-Man with like red pajama bottoms. Oh yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And but then it. also in the show, the Power Rangers are there too. It's, <laughs> yes. It's strange. The free the I don't get Dra- it. Dave Dragon Force Five. Don't you remember? Yes. But there's there's like Four or five I, rangers and then him? I, I don't know. And hey, he looks like He-Man? That's actually a really good point. Why, where were those rangers? Why did they help out and fight the ninjas? Like, Dave Dragon's not qualified for this, but I feel that those ninjas have... They're day players. They just don't give a shit. No, they got the paycheck and left. Yeah. I don't even think Dave Dragon got paid for that show. <laughs> it's like the Steven Seagal method of getting stuntmen in, where it's like, okay, you stand there, and then just like jams his fist into their face, and then uh, he's like, oh, we did a good show, right? <laughs> so Dave Dragon, his final performance is going to be at Mega Mountain, which they're going to take Tum Tum because it was apparently his birthday. How which... much of this fucking movie do you remember? Wow, this is... I had to, guys. I had to go through and write notes last night because huh. I knew we were going to struggle. So I wanted to actually still follow the narrative so we can pinpoint what we hated about this. So you're welcome. <laughs> I, took, I took the bullet on this right. one. Dave didn't even show up. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. people. Dave's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> Good time to address it. <laughs> yeah. As I'm talking about Dave Dragon, it just kind of clicks uh what happened oh yeah we get a nerdy girl the most nerdiest girl she's wearing plaid and overalls she moves in literally the... just alex mack right yeah yes. pretty much oh, yeah that's a good reference yeah, style wise she's got her flannel yeah. shirt tied around her waist overall shorts with a denim hat but not a denim mm-hmm. hat that clips those denim hats that used to have the elasticy thing that holds it on your head but she's got yeah. glasses so she's a fucking nerd yeah, fucking she's, nerd. She's playing with computers. She's working a remote control helicopter that she's flying around the neighborhood. Even though they just moved in, they crash it into the ninja's house again. Broken window. And the mom just she doesn't even roll her eyes. She can't even muster the energy. <laughs> it's just like oh, something else is broken. To be fair, her children have been kidnapped like three times before this. Like yeah. they've been Shanghaied over to Japan. They had to fight a battle there. Their grandfather has no regard for their safety. So she's just over it by this point. She's you know just self medicating. And uh, anyway, the funniest scene is like dead inside. Colt and I think it's either Colt and Rocky or Colt. It doesn't really matter. It's Colt who's talking. It doesn't matter. Um, 
And he's just standing there. He's like, oh, I hope it's not some people like the Hendersons who used to be there. And like this girl's flying a helicopter around. And this helicopter is like incredibly dangerous. It's like clearly gas powered. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Definitely caused like horrendous injury. And like you think, holy shit, who's flying? Like this, the girl who walks out, you're like, oh, my God, she has no control over this thing. This is terrifying. <laughs> And then she crashes into the window. But crashes, I think, yeah, so. that's a, that's actually a really good point. The size of the helicopter is probably bigger than Tum Tum. Mm-hmm. But she she's able to fold it up and put it into her backpack with all her trinkets because her dad works for special effects in the movie industry. And so she has like a Which yo- is just the laziest shit. It's just <laughs> it's like, just yeah, so we didn't want to think up something for a character. So we just got the prop guys to like, you know, but not even give that. us a bunch of shit. It's 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 lazy in the level whereas the kids use these tools and they're just like they could have taken extra time and just like yeah they MacGyver these things together right like because they're ninjas they have to be crafty no it's just like this new character just gave them smoke bombs that's it that's it that's and a yo-yo is. with knives on it that doesn't cut anybody yeah it does not dig into the flesh fucks up lamps though I'll tell you that oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's also a deck of cards that are actually knives I think. Anyway, are they though? I, yeah, I, I don't know. It sticks. They're, they're the shaped wall. strange. Yeah. What what like what special effect is that that you could throw the cards really hard? Is that cool? Do I, people in Hollywood have that. Yeah, I I saw that on Ripley's Believe It or Not, where uh, a guy who could throw a card into a watermelon. <laughs> okay. I believe it. Are you harder than not. a watermelon, Tom? <laughs> right now? Ask him. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. I keep myself in a ninja-like state of readiness. (laughs) Which is really awkward in your gi, because everyone can see your boner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, there's a reason why they kicked me out of judo. (laughs) (laughs) So they team up with this new girl, Amanda, and they take her to Mega Mega Mountain, where Rocky immediately ditches the group. So it's Colt, Tum Tum, and Amanda. He ditches them for his babe girlfriend and her loser friends, (laughs) which... I don't know, Dylan, how'd you feel about that blonde hair kid? Because anytime he was on screen, I was furious. He's got the parted hair, but he's also got the shaved sides, and he's overacting as hell, and he is just so stupid. He's got the punchable face. I Well, hate tell him. us how you really feel about just this child. <laughs> hated this. In the kid. only role that he ever played. <laughs> I thought he was pretty cool. Oh, no. I thought he was a cool guy. I don't know what you're talking about. I was trying to. I don't know. I, I, I totally to got why Rocky joined him. I'd ditch my brothers, too. <laughs> that guy Sick. looks cool as shit. <laughs> also, you're complaining about his hair. Remember what his fucking brother looks like, okay? Like, you can, you can <laughs> oh, shit that's... on this kid's hair as much as you want. His brother yeah. has the same hair plus a ponytail. So. Well, that's the thing. Like, Colt, Colt makes a comment and he's just like he calls that kid out he's like nice haircut loser and that's coming from Colt yeah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we're all, we all just stop for a second we're like Ugh, mm. should you be saying that Colt should you what is that kettle doing to that pot <laughs> 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 so we have a we have the classic montage of the kids having fun in this park they're going on all the rides the roller coaster the zip line the spinny one where you stick to the wall. I don't remember what that Gravitron. was. Gravitron. Gravitron. Yeah, Gravitron. The octopus. Teacups. As this is happening, we have the bag. Ring of fire. <laughs> Ring of, oh, yeah. The zipper. Slingshot one. Zipper. Yeah. Amusement parks were fun. Maybe we should we should get together and do a trip to amusement parks and see if, uh, if that works out for us. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while this <laughs> montage is happening, <laughs> we have the bad guys getting into the park, and they're taking over. They're knocking people out. 
they're locking down the parks and nobody can come in nobody can get out uh they go to the control room oh, but before they get in the control room do they replace like 10 <laughs> yeah. park employees because they yeah. don't replace all of them <laughs> they just replace some of them I, so this is where I think like this job had 70 people because parks amusement parks are fairly large and you need a large amount of people to operate this. So even just like controlling the gates, like the northeast, west, south side, you have to have at least 20 people in charge of these areas. So and they all know they all um, have to know how to scuba dive too. They all have to have their training. <laughs> yeah, you have to be qualified for that. Like, well, how are we gonna get in? We could just buy tickets and go in. Now, nah, man, they'll check us. They'll they'll find all of our sweet ninja stuff if we do it. We gotta <laughs> scuba dive in on jet skis. Seems like a lot of effort, and I don't even know if Mega Mountain has water access from the ocean. It does. Okay. All amusement parks have direct ocean access through the, through drainage systems. Do I have to explain it? This is Jim Varney's voice, so he's doing it more like. Yeah. No, I'm saying. <laughs> That's pretty the good. Funniest thing about Jim. Of course, there's water access, Vern. Yeah. If <laughs> he goes in as the old grandma with the neck brace on, excuse me, young man. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing about uh, Jim Varney being in this movie is his voice is just his voice. So, like, Ernest P. Worrell's mm -hmm. voice is a little bit changed from his natural speaking voice, but not that much. So, there's a moment where he does the Ernest laugh, and it's so so fucking yeah <laughs> i just fucking cracked up <laughs> and that like that's the thing that was probably the funnest moment where they should have just like hammed it up a bit more had the villains do stupid things like that that's the thing amazing. they like, could they should have just been like go all out with Ernest, like an evil Ernest, yep. basically like yeah, Ernest, just, bad yeah. Ernest from Ern Ernest goes to jail just do that yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but like the, there's moments where he's walking around the music part and he's like he popped a kid's balloon or he like steals the kid's ice cream and walks away and the kid's crying and like do more of that for this movie. I would have enjoyed it a bit more. But You like, know who Hulk Hogan should have been instead of Dave Dragon? Hulk Hogan. Just let him be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> How great would it have been to have been like, hey there, brother, I'm going to kick your ass. And then there's like three little kids trying to help him as he's just like elbow dropping and like, you know, power bombing everybody around him. That it's would be better. on the nose. It's too on the nose, though. It doesn't like, matter. It, it would have been so much better. Because they let him do some Hulk Hogan shit. Yeah. Like, when they, they say, like, do do your wrestling. It's it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Right? Yeah. But instead, he's Dave Danger or Dave whatever. Dave Dragon. Dave. I don't right. know. Right. You're not a believer of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're goddamn right. So not we, after this movie. Danger Dave Dragborn? I think it's... I don't know. <laughs> that's... That's yeah. that's one. Yeah. The bad guys get into the control room, the server room, which is hilarious because, yeah, the question was, like, why didn't they just walk through the front door? They do have guns. They have knives and stuff like that. But Amanda brings in a helicopter that's the size of a small person, smoke bombs, blades. She brings in weapons, and they weren't even checked. So they could easily just walk through the front door. Yeah. They get to the control room easily, and they start shooting some computers. I'm not sure what this means, but <laughs> yeah. it's them taking over. And then CJ, the Rastafarian, decides to hook in to the control center, which has access to all of the rides. So he can do anything he wants from his laptop. No, he can only change the speed of the rides by increasing their temperature. That's the only thing he can do. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you saw this, Dylan. When they, when they increase the, the rotation of one of the rides, it's like, increase it by 20%. He grabs a control, like a, a knob, and it actually says temperature control, and he just cranks it up. There's no actual, like, they didn't do any effort. Well, these are, these are steam-powered, you see? 
And so oh. by increasing the temperature, <laughs> it increases steam flow. Didn't think about that. Oh, you, you're, you're not a carnival engineer like I am. No, I didn't get that <laughs> carny degree. Universe. <laughs> Do you think anyone can just operate the zipper? I don't think no. so. You need to be a 45-year-old guy with a ponytail who's weirdly skinny and smokes cigarettes all day. Otherwise, you can't operate it. If you don't enjoy shouting at kids for four hours, can't have this job. So they have control of the park. Uh, they call the billionaire guy and they make their demand of $10 million. He thinks it's outrageous. Of like 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah. He could just pay it. He could pay it easily yeah. and save a bunch of lives. Because again, 10 million probably is nothing to him. Anyway, we have uh, like our first fight scene. I can't remember how the ninjas stumble up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're watching Dave Dragon's show. They're watching Dave Dragon's show and it finishes. And Tum Tum and Colt want to go get an autograph behind the scenes but the villains Ernest and his goons show up and they they trank dave dragon because they think he's going to be a threat this old <laughs> man who has been running 15 years of a tv show they think he's going to be a threat so they knock him out and the kids see this and the bad guys start chasing after colt and Tom. now Tom. I, I gotta our... i gotta i gotta interject go for it. i gotta stand Go up for it. hulk here he's a six foot eight golden god he towers <laughs> over <laughs> of course they're worried about this man he may be 60 but it doesn't matter because he's an immortal olympian who resides on mount olympus with the gods time has no Hell meaning yeah, brother have you seen hulk hogan today he still looks good mm-hmm. i have not it's 25 years later he's huge wow also, I, I do enjoy in this movie that they give so Hulk Hogan is bald. He's got his that's been the, his classic look for the past like 40 years. They give him a wig to make him not like a full head of hair, but just slightly less bald, which I found mm-hmm. very amusing. But he takes it off. Though. Yeah. Like when he's finished his show, he takes it off and he puts it on and he goes, the good old days. Right. And then he gets <laughs> shot in the neck. <laughs> By a shrink gun. Sorry, I should make that very clear. He's not out for the whole movie. We thought we, we thought that would be the end of him in this movie. We thought like this would be an Arnold in Iron Mask situation where he just shows yeah. up for one scene and then leaves. Yeah. Instead, it's three scenes <laughs> and then he leaves. And then he leaves. So the Colt and Tom Tom get chased out by villains, which we thought were nihilists <laughs> just the way that they were speaking fuck the goddamn <laughs> so the they're not okay they're not extras they're something a little bit above an extra but not much all of them decided they wanted to to do a voice for this fucking movie <laughs> every single one of them did a voice the fuck nobody speaks like a human oh my the, god all the goons, yes. but they don't know how to do shit. like the one guy so when Colt and Tom Tom were kind of cornered, not cornered, but between the two of them, before they revealed that they're ninjas, we'll get to that in a sec. The one guy sounds like he's trying to do a German. What did you think yes. that guy was trying to do? What what accent was it? Well, it, it was it was German yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. It was like I watched Die Hard and I can do that accent, and then the day shows up and he goes, "Oh, hamburgers! <laughs> oh, I've practiced nothing." <laughs> <laughs> Tom pointed it out, it was just like, it actually sounded like Flea from uh, Big Lebowski, like the nihilist. And we are nihilists. We believe in nothing. Like, that's... <laughs> Cut that off your Johnson! His, <laughs> that was his performance, it, it felt like, for these... For we these want goons. the money, Lebowski! <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to say, this is, this is the only credit I'm going to give this movie, and I know everyone's going to yell at me for this, but the way they set up the fight scene, so this is the first one, they take advantage of the environment that they're in to the fullest. 
So with this one, they are using ladders, a coat rack. They're in that saloon area, so they're using where the horses are, are tied up. So they're, they're taking advantage of the things they have around them and choreographing the fights uh, for that. So it's rather than just a little guy kicking all the time, he's up in the coat hanger or he's hanging on the horse rack or whatever. But they do this throughout, so they, they... Which, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with, except when the movie devolves into just the little guy <laughs> kicking things. <laughs> but, like, we'll, we'll jump ahead just for a second, but they, they, they do this on the ramps of the ride, then they do this in the, the basement area. So, like, again, they're aware of where they're fighting, and they take advantage of it. So I have to give it, like, a little credit there, because we've watched some bad movies where the fighting is just quick edits, and they don't actually take advantage of anything around them. It's just like, oh, this could take place anywhere. But with this, it's centered around the area. The, the choreographer, uh, who is only known for doing three ninja movies, he tried. It looks like he it looks really like tried. Looks like he really tried, yeah. And the kids yeah. actually sad. were better, way better than they had been in the previous three movies. These, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I think these three kids were cat. Okay, forget Tum Tum. Who gives a shit? But the yeah. other two, I'm almost <laughs> uh, certainly they were cast because they're like weird kids who do like stunts. Because, like, I, I was really have... watching. Yeah. Like, obviously, for the really dangerous shit, they, they pulled in. Like, it was obvious they just had stunt people with wigs on. But they did a fair bit, and they actually could punch and kick and make it look good. Which is way yes. more yeah. than they could do in the first three. The difference is, in the first three, they had actors. Those kids sucked, <laughs> but they could actually act. Yeah, see, yeah. That's the trade-off. <laughs> do you want the kicks to look good, or do you want to actually be entertained yeah. while you're watching a movie? So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Question for the I was trying to see if any of them went on to become stunt actors. I couldn't tell. Colt Colt did a a series or like he was in a series where he was playing a martial artist. So I think they do have martial arts training. The older two looks like it really looked like they knew what they like for kids. It looked good, really good for kids. And Tum Tum, of course, couldn't act, couldn't do anything. Tum Tum was there to be a cute kid. Tum Tum, the the action, they basically the only action he does is high kicks where they do a close up on the guy that's getting kicked, and they they have a dude. With a prosthetic leg off camera, just kind of poking. <laughs> I don't even think it was a prosthetic leg. I think they put they just like him. some some like wrapped a jacket around a broomstick, put a like a <laughs> jean pant leg on it and a shoe, and then just whacked a guy with it. And that was what they filmed. I also so that's all I'm willing to give them credit for. That's it. Yeah. By the way, that's, that's we're yeah, done yeah, with that's that. That's it. That's all I wanted out of it. Yeah. Because in that same scene. That okay, it's kitty. It's it's actually infantile. It's not for anyone. Even as a child, it would have pissed me off because <laughs> yeah, I hated I, I hated when they did what was obviously like kitty fighting. Like I was really into Power Rangers and stuff. They didn't do kitty fighting in Power Rangers. Power Rangers they did explosions happening and they really would like fight each other. This one was more like goofball. And mm-hmm. so like the perfect example is like the guy. Gets, you were talking about the ladder and them using the props. So the guy gets kicked through one of the like rungs in the ladder and just kind of lays there. And then his buddy yep. gets knocked down and, and he just starts grabbing at his buddy and his buddy <laughs> punches him. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, even as like a kid, I would have driv- driven me nuts when I'm like, mm. what? Just have the kids beat him up. They, like, what is this? But even with the kids beating them up, uh, I was trying to break this down last night too, where it's just like, there's no tension. Like, you know the kids are going to be fine. Right. We don't see the, any of the kids, like, take a hit. And there's no... no Colt gets fucking yes. uppercutted. He, 100%. He? I couldn't <laughs> believe they did it because everything around it was like, holy fuck, like, this is ridiculous. Because, oh, by the way, the sound in this... 
asinine, <laughs> driving us yeah. crazy. It's literally nonstop. Pull, like, what are those called? Pull whistles or like penny whistles? Like, <laughs> and like, yeah, boing, 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 yeah. boing. like it's nonstop. The oh. most fucking annoying, asinine sounds the whole time. But there was one scene where Colt does get uppercut. I'm like, holy shit, they just showed that. But it looked good. It looked good because the guy just punched this 10-year-old. <laughs> And I wanted more of that. I know it sounds bad, but I, if if they would have got yeah, hit, just isolate that. Yeah. Whoever's editing this, yeah. I, Adam wanted to see more kids get punched. But like, it, it would have added more tension to the scenes where it's just like maybe they can't do this, but it just seems so easy for them. And that was the infuriating thing because you're like, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna save the day. There's no stakes. Like, there's no consequences for it. Let them do what they want. But. If one of them got hit, him like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, t- so so in Adam's defense here, kids in real life getting hurt, not funny. Well, so if, if they're okay, it's sometimes funny. But usually it's not funny. <laughs> in movies, though, do you guys remember Freddy got fingered when they had that recurring scene where the kid which is <laughs> He kept running up to this car, tripping and face planting into the car, and then they would just <laughs> show this kid with, like blood coming out of his <laughs> mouth and there's like holding teeth it's fucking so brutal but i found that so funny because it was totally pointless to the rest of the movie but oh my god it just i don't know why you just reminded me of that scene but in real life kids getting hurt not funny so yes, we don't you. we don't sanction kids getting hurt adam might the rest of us don't <laughs> okay i'm saying for this movie it would have amped it up just a bit more seeing like them taking a hit and going like, oh, this is actually a tough challenge for us. Like, maybe we're going to have to start using our training rather than having... Adam, do you think it would have heightened the stakes if they just killed Rocky? Rocky died in this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not Rocky. I think Rocky is the one that, like, brought it together. But, like, Tum Tum, we could have easily lost Tum Tum, and I think we would have been fine. So it's like the beginning of Mortal Kombat, where, like, Rocky's <laughs> getting held up by Shang Tsung. <laughs> he goes, Tum Tum! And he rips his throat out, and yeah. Jim Varney's just, like, drinking the blood. Is that, is that what you wanted? Is that... I think, yeah. Out of this G-rated family film, I think that's what I needed. <laughs> Fast forward 10 years, Colt has become a drug addict. I gotta avenge my brother. I'm gonna find the motherfucker who killed him and have my vengeance. I know exactly where he's gonna be. He's gonna be a mega mountain at noon. That's where I'll get him. But I need some help. Oh, and-, and then he does the high five of uh, Dylan and uh, Schwarzenegger with uh, Hulk Hogan right there. And they just flex biceps. Way better movie, I just wrote. Way better. Yeah. That I would rather Sounds watch great. than this. I should add, the only reason why this movie has High Noon in the title is because this theme park has like a shootout of the OK Corral type reenactment of cowboys. And when they're fighting the evil ninjas, they end up fighting the cowboys as well. Oh. That's the only High Noon aspect There's of something about is the it? plot. There's something about their plot that involves Guys, 12 I o'clock. Guys, I told you. Ernest said we strike at that's noon. That's it, though. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That means that yeah. is not, okay. it. Why noon? So how long does this movie go on? Because, like, you know, uh, there's, like, an entire hostage situation that develops and, like, yeah. SWAT and, like, the National Guard and the oh, FBI yeah. show yeah. up. Does that happen in an hour? I, uh, I think this movie takes place over six hours. There is a... There That's is a guess. point where they look at, I don't remember what time it is, but Jim Varney looks at his watch and they like zoom in on it. It was like one thirty or something. <laughs> like that. I don't know. If they showed up at one, would it, would the, any of this have changed? No. <laughs> yeah, because here's the other, here's the no other thing. They have the whole park under lockdown, under hostage. They're holding everybody there that's hostage. I don't think anyone knows that they're hostages. 
Everybody's <laughs> still no one's aware. They they're still they getting on the rides and buying cotton candy and watching the shows and stuff. They have no idea what any of the, any of this is going on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna keep moving this forward because we've already been talking for like an hour and we're not even like halfway through this. Movie. Oh my god. <laughs> So after they battle those those three, the ninjas find a walkie-talkie and they decide to scream fire to get the cops to come to the park. So they go to the very top of the park. Tom Tom yells fire. Anyway, we get FBI, CIA, SWAT, <laughs> the National Guard. Everyone shows up to Seal this National Seal Team 6. Seal Team 6. They all show up to this park and this is where we find out that the dad is director of cops. He's the director of the FBI. <laughs> he works at the FBI and on his desk in his office is a little title that says director. How else am I supposed to take that, Adam? You tell me. <laughs> anyway, he's making lots of money. The cops show up. They, I can't remember if they try to like get in and the villains shoot at them. Like they blindly shoot at the entrance and the cops run away and they're like, hey, this is very serious. Yeah. Yeah, they start shooting at firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are true villains. While this is happening, I think Amanda goes into the security room and she tries to hack in to the control center so she can control the rides. While this is happening, I can't remember where the ninjas are at, but basically she's trying to override everything and she's racing through because CJ is also trying to get control and it's coming down to the wire and uh, the villains finally take control of the last ride. Oh yeah, Dave Dragon entered the control room. I completely forgot about this. Sorry guys. <laughs> oh yeah, the Dave Dragon <laughs> subplot. Oh, yeah. It's almost like they had a movie about Dave Dragon and a movie about three ninjas and they just smashed them together. Yeah, I just, I forgot. I remember Dave's reaction. So what happened was the kids, the ninjas go back to Dave Dragon while Amanda's trying to hack in and they wake up Dave Dragon. And he's like, listen, this is pretty dangerous. I'm going to take care of this all by myself. And he goes into the control center, which when he opens the door, he's like locked out. And he's trying to get in. It's a regular door, but the sound effects behind it make it sound like it's like a bank vault opening up. Like it has digital locking <laughs> mechanisms and like 10 deadbolts that are going off. It's a regular door. I don't know why they were throwing in these random sound effects for this movie, but that was yeah, also another question. Kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> Throw in some sound effects. They're not going to know the difference. <laughs> Wait, this ain't yeah. Shakespeare. Regular door. By anyway, the way, the way they wake up Dave, uh, Dave Dragon is like they just dump a bucket of water on his face, which is, you know, how you wake up from being getting a tranquilizer dart in your throat it's just like you're sleeping you're basically sleeping you're choosing to stay asleep so that's all it takes yeah so dave dragon gets in there and he's a one-man army and he's punching his kicking kicking his way through all the villains they have guns they're not shooting what is it the, the medusa lady she's the one that takes him down or something anyway they tie him to a chair he's strapped in he's watching this evil plan take place as CJ and Amanda are trying to hack to get the controls of the rides. Medusa, they're having a hack off. They're having yeah. a hack off. By the way, they're hacking so hard. Yeah, the interface, like the the display for the computers in this again. Talking about how this intro was made with PowerPoint, fair representation of how they're using computers in this too, where I think she hacks in using password crypt or hacker and the password's like God or something. Mm -hmm. Like it was <laughs> there's a weird moment there too. Anyway, Medusa cracks the last one. She has control of the final ride. And she makes a threat to the police saying like, all right, you can't come any closer. I'm turning this right up 20% or whatever. And Dave Dragon loses it. <laughs> he screams right in the camera for like 10 seconds. We had to rewind that part because it was so funny. Well, it's, it's weird because he's like calm, in control, totally fine. Roller coaster's running, no problem. Roller coaster stops upside down. 
fucking loses it. I don't even remember this. Just, what does he say? <laughs> no, he just screams. He just, <laughs> just looks right at the camera and screams. It's so good. I would say watch the movie just for that moment. By the way, remember, she's trying to extort a billionaire. A billionaire who mm-hmm. we all know are very rational people with deep concerns for the public <laughs> at large, right? Like, if you don't give me $10 million, all these people are going to die. Like, fuck it, kill them. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> at all. Go like, nuts. I don't care at all. I have 10 parks. I'll close you know, them. I'll close this fuck. and write this off. I'll probably make a profit off of your terrorism. So. You know how many people I, I secretly own... killed last week? Jesus. Yeah. That's bad. You should see what fucking shit my chemical factory pumps into the <laughs> rivers. <laughs> Seriously. Like, she's trying to blackmail the a billionaire who, by nature, is a psychopath. So, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, it doesn't check out. I can't remember what else happens at this point, but I think the ninjas decide to go to that ride to stop it or, like, manually start it again or slow it down. So we have another fight scene. Doesn't matter. Where they introduce the three stooges. Oh, oh yeah. And then we have a whole fight scene with them. Oh, boy. I don't even know if we need to explain it because it's just three guys and they do the exact same things that they did with the dumb, shitty sound effects. Yeah. Nobody even gets uppercut. Oh. It's ridiculous. I do want to mention one thing. So they have new three comic reliefs, the grown men, which are apparently the nephews of Medusa. Anyway, they're tracking down the ninjas. They find Rocky's girlfriend. They take her away. Ernest ties her up to a roller coaster. Well, the three nephews fight the ninjas and they get put on a ride. There's one scene, and I've never seen this in a movie before, and let me know if you have. But Tom Tom crawls through the big guy's legs and punches him in the balls. But, like, I've never seen anyone get punched in the back of the balls before. That's what happens. He's out. (laughs) So. I've like I was curious like I don't think I've seen this in a movie ever before. But... No, that's one of the thirty. So that that's one of the thirty trick. ancient ninja pressure points that'll fucking take a grown man down. <laughs> Back of the balls. Front of the balls. Straight in the tank. no effect. Back of the balls. You can kill a man. You can bring down a charging elephant if you punch it in the back of the balls. Try it out. <laughs> Try it out. Yeah. So if a if a grizzly bear attacks you, back of the balls. Punch it. Back of the balls. Sneak around. Mm-hmm. Back of the ball. The ninjas get Green away. teach that. <laughs> ninjas get away. Krav the Krav. The... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then you're going to try and get under him and punch him in the back of the balls. <laughs> Isn't that how Kill Bill ends? She punches Bill so. in the back yeah. of the balls. Oh, he takes right. five the steps five and then dies. Uh, ball exploding <laughs> technique. Yeah. yeah. Both his testicles explode and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Bill's awesome. Kill Bill's sweet. Go watch it. Don't watch this. Go watch Kill Bill. (laughs) Don't watch watch this movie. Oh, yeah. So the ninjas, they get away from the nephews. And Rocky's like, oh, my girlfriend's in danger. I have to go save her. So he goes to the roller coaster that his girlfriend is tied up on. And this is where we get so Ernest. I have fighting. no memory of his girlfriend. <laughs> I, no. Like, I have no memory of who this is. I didn't even know this was a plot. It's almost like she didn't matter at all. All right. I have, I have to admit, I started watching another show while this movie was on. <laughs> I was looking down occasionally. I got the gist of it. But, yeah, I might have missed a couple things here. Don't worry. I was sending out emails while we were watching this, too. Tom was doing his taxes. Matt was yeah. changing the diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we were so not interested in this. But uh, we have Ernest fighting Rocky on the roller coaster. So again, they're taking advantage of the, the environments that they have, the scenery that they have. The Ring of Fire. Yeah, the Ring of Fire. So somehow they get on top of the loop uh, of the roller coaster and they're fighting up there. Rocky uses the yo-yo with the blades in it and pulls Ernest. There's a lake sweep kind of thing. Ernest falls off the roller coaster, not to his death, nope. but he lands on an awning does a boing sound <laughs> and somehow exits the park, lands in some boxes, and then swat arrests. Yeah, him. there are a lot of mattresses lying around this park, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> that people just happen to fall onto. It's really convenient. You have no sense of scale or where this fight is taking place, but I assume to be like, you know, back end of the park, middle of it. Like, typically the roller coaster isn't right by the parking lot. So I yeah. can only assume that when he bounced off that awning, it was like multiple minutes of airtime just like right out of there by the way by the way when jim varney shows up and starts to fight cole he has a fucking sword he just like draws a sword and you're like what why'd you bring a sword because they're ninjas it makes sense oh yeah well he's dressed like a musketeer the whole movie so this is right oh my god he's wearing like (laughs) a puffy shirt with a vest and no coat so it's like i mean it's weird he's got kind of i think he's got eyeliner too it's very strange oh he does yeah, uh, but why are they ninjas? Why not? Why is anyone a ninja? Okay, well, the three ninjas are ninjas because they inexplicably have a Japanese grandpa. Why are yep. the henchmen of this blonde bimbo and her swashbuckling sidekick <laughs> ninjas? <laughs> and the funniest thing is the re- reveal that, in fact, we are ninjas was when the two bad guys have mm. Col- uh, Colt and Tum Tum cornered. They're like, yeah, and they start taking off their clothes. I'm like, are they going to, like assault these like, kids what the fuck is the fuck? happening why are they getting yeah. naked but thankfully it was just to reveal that they are ninjas really shitty ninjas and they also didn't even put the thing over their face but anyway everyone in this yeah. movie is a ninja that's the take yeah mm-hmm. yes so i might have put this Ernest is not a ninja Ernest is like a pirate just a dude with a sword <laughs> yeah dude with a sword yeah he's a pirate that's the uh, that's the boat connection yeah. he was the boat mm. guy wait a second could Ernest be an immortal and wouldn't oh, that explain his God. style and why he carries a sword? Uh-huh. And how he survived falling down, you know, like oh. 10 stories and bouncing off an awning. Yeah. Oh, there shit. can be only one. Okay, there's a- There can only be one. And didn't he say, Did yeah, he told Rocky there can be only one. <laughs> weird. That's so fucking weird. weird. It's cool. Wow. Maybe this is a good movie. (laughs) No, it's not. So in the scene, it's it's very obvious that there are stuntmen being used where it just has the guy has a giant wig and it is clearly not Ernest himself doing flips over park benches. So again, they're really taking advantage of their their stuntmen in this in this movie. Anywho, we have the villains, they're just like they're tired of Dave Dragon tired of his screaming shenanigans (laughs) he's been screaming this whole time (laughs) (laughs) they throw him into the pit they they toss him they they put him in a holding area with everybody else in the park except for all of the other people that we see in other scenes just wandering around having a good time because they're oblivious to what's happening but if you catch on you get tossed into this area so it's about at this point that i am fully losing my fucking mind because i've Mm -hmm. watched these like 10 year olds shittily punching and kicking for 20 fucking minutes minutes straight 
And then we cut back to Hulk Hogan. You know, the guy who entertains millions of people for the last 20 years with fake fighting. Mm -hmm. And they, like, let him kick once. And then Lonnie, what's her name, pinches his neck and he falls over unconscious. I'm like, (laughs) fuck you. Use him. Use him in your movie. This is... But this is it, Dylan. This is this is the moment you want. This is the redemption of Hulk Hogan slash Dave Dragon, oh where he's tossed in the pit. He's at the lowest of the low. He's got dirt on his face. He's been tased. He's been tranked. He's been everything at this point. <laughs> anyway, some seven-year-old twerp <laughs> says, Dave, are you going to save us? I thought you were a true, true hero. I thought you were a real man. He's like, listen, I'm just an actor. I can't do anything. It's like, that's what I thought. That's what my father told me. That's enough to push Dave Dragon to get into action. He climbs up the roller coaster without the guards noticing, knocks one of them out, takes their nunchucks, uses it to ride a wire down to break open the gates. There's also seven other guards on this roller coaster area. And they just start shooting into They're the crowd. They're shooting. But and like, it's... I'm hearing a whole lot of no pile drivers in this story. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he, yep. he kicks open the door, and that's about it. Like, that's that's your action. Like, Dave can do it. All the kids are free. All the people in this pit area are, can go out and continue riding the rides. Meanwhile, we go to the boiler room, and the three ninjas fight for, I gotta say, 45 minutes straight. Oh, yeah. It had to have been 45 minutes, this fucking fight scene in the boiler room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, let's get I don't want to. Well, after we're, you we're stop close. like giving a shit about the movie, right? Jesus, just continue. It went so long. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't stop. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give me. I'll give you two lines, and then we're in the boiler room. Oh my god. Does it All matter? Right. All right. Fine. <laughs> Billionaire decides to pay them. He has his bag of money. Takes a helicopter over the park. Tosses it in. Amanda uses her little RC helicopter to open up one of the You're bags. Way over two seat. sentences at this point. I know. I, it's a run-on sentence. <laughs> it's just semi a terrible <laughs> writer. <laughs> comma, comma. I'm doing it like anyway. I'm doing it like Joyce, man. I'm doing total stream of consciousness here. <laughs> Amanda cuts open the bag. Medusa sees it. She takes her as a hostage. Then they run into the boiler. So they have one bag of money to split between all of these goons. But now it's narrowed down to maybe like five goons. That's a good profit. Ninjas go chase after. They've got they've got Dave Dragon with them. Dave Dragon goes in first because he's the muscle, right? He's like, kids, stay up here. Holy fuck. You can fuck. see me from this awning. This is the most. He goes down. This is the biggest travesty. <laughs> <laughs> he goes down. He fights two ninjas. How long? How long? 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. He does a wrestling move, Dylan. Yeah. He, he jumps on some piece of equipment yep. and jumps off of it. Yep. It's, it's really weird to watch, uh, but it's nicely shot. At this point, Adam has been explaining longer than the scene took. He fights a couple <laughs> guys for 20 seconds, and then Medusa pinches his neck and he falls unconscious. She tased. It was a taser. She had a taser. The I sound effect give went a off. shit. Anyway. He's unconscious on the ground, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. and the, the, ergo, out of the fight for the rest of this <laughs> freaking scene that goes on for 45 minutes yeah. with these... 10-year-olds stupidly kicking mm-hmm. grown-ups with boings and springs and <laughs> penny whistles and slide whistles going off the whole time. Yeah. I'm like actually screaming at my wife like, I hate this movie. I don't want to be doing this. I'm going to quit the podcast. And she's like, no, just stick it out. I'm like, I'm going to quit. Fuck Adam. I don't care what he says. I'm quitting. She's like, just stick it out till you can do it. And I say, no, it's not worth it. Anyway. Yeah, Dylan already sent yeah. his two weeks' notice, so uh, <laughs> yeah. give me guys a heads up. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'd never leave. 
We got great stuff coming up next. <laughs> we don't. We don't have anything. Back to the Future Three. <laughs> it's time for real. Yeah, that scene lasts way too long because they give everyone their moment. So you get to see Tum Tum fight, you Rocky fight, you get to see Colt fight, and it just goes on. So Medusa is just like, oh my god, they're doing this. They're defeating my goons. Let's even the playing field. She's holding a gun. She could easily take these kids out. They've been ruining her whole plan. And Adam kind of wants her to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a leg. Just clip their knee or something. I don't know. But she shoots out the lights. <laughs> going back full circle. It's going right back to the beginning of the movie with the kids unable to go through the murder warehouse in the dark. Now they have to trust their senses. They have to trust themselves. And they're able to beat up these ninjas that are using night vision goggles. Okay, but why is it in slow motion the entire time that they're fighting the goons in the dark? The runtime. <laughs> we needed to drag it out just a bit longer, Tom. This was an actual movie that got released to 130 theaters, so they needed that runtime to be a one hour and 30 minutes. Uh, they defeat all the ninjas. Medusa handcuffs Amanda to a pipe and places a bomb next to her and says something and floats off with her money. So she gets back to the boat with a couple of the goons. The ninjas find her. They can't get the handcuffs off. We have a literal clock, like a countdown of a clock going on right now. They have five minutes. And this scene is also drawn out for an extremely long time where they decide to make a torpedo using air tanks to get the, the bomb out of there. So they're going to tape a bomb to a bunch of air tanks and use that as a torpedo to ride it down this hall into the ocean. And those kids move fucking slower than I've ever seen anybody move in their entire yeah, life. They treat the oxygen tanks like they are bombs themselves <laughs> and uh, walk in extremely slow and like taping them up. And the countdown gets to like 10 seconds, whatever. Anywho, Dave Dragon comes in with a sludge hammer and smashes the ends of the oxygen tanks off. This thing torpedoes out of the hallway right to the boat, like straight shot. This like a mile out, is, right? Yeah, this boat yeah. explodes. Like they actually blew up the boat <laughs> for this movie yeah. like this was a huge i can guarantee you they did not blow up a boat no they totally did this was a no huge fucking explosion. way no way no not for not well, for three ninjas four they did not blow up an actual boat <laughs> i think they, they did, maybe blew up a model <laughs> i don't think it was a model i don't think it was a model but like this i mean was we so mentioned hard. the michael bay thing he just used an explosion from a previous movie that they had made uh yeah. That's what happened. Maybe. Michael Bay would never be lazy and take <laughs> never? his way out. Oh. Never. Never. Never ever. I, like, honestly, you couldn't find anything about this movie. I tried for an hour looking up facts about this thing, and there's nothing. No behind Tried the scenes. to scrub it from the internet. <laughs> Before we start talking about behind the scenes, we've got to describe the ending where oh, all yeah, the characters yeah. come together. Yeah, yeah. So the boat blows up. The bad guys jump off the boat, but we only see Medusa get on the beach with the money. She's super happy. And then the cops show up, pointing their guns. This is not even the same SWAT team, FBI group. This is the, the local. It's just four random beach, beach cops? cops. I don't know. Anyway, she's, I guess, taking care of... All right, Perkins, you're a loose cannon. You blew up downtown. This week, you're on beach patrol. What? You're putting me on beach patrol? Nothing ever happens on the beach. Well, something happened on the beach this week. It did. It Trolling did. on the beach going, oh, I'm not going to get to shoot anybody. <laughs> she's the explosion. Oh, this is my chance. That, that wraps everything up. The villains have been taken care of. The goons have been taken care of. The park, it's nighttime. The, yeah, the ninjas. Uh, smash cut to nighttime. <laughs> smash cut to 12 hours later. It's nighttime. The ninjas are with the parents, news reporters, everything. They're out. They're trying to figure out what's and going Victor on. Wong. Victor and Wong. Oh, yeah, comes Victor back. Wong. They bring him back. But yeah, like, that's I think, important. 
I think someone's like holding him up because I don't think he's a real weekend at Bernie situation. I, like he might have been dead at this point already. <laughs> he's been dead for three weeks. <laughs> Gotta wrap this movie. Uh, so the news reporter's like, oh, these are the heroes of the day. You know, these kids saved everyone. And the kids don't take the credit. They're just like, no, the real heroes over there, it's Dave Dragon. And it's Hulk Hogan kind of like twiddling his thumbs in the background, looking down like, gee, shucks, guys, thanks. <laughs> And then he finds out that his show gets renewed. He's going to get another season because he's a true hero. Well, the reporter tells him that. It's like, oh, we just heard that your show's going to get renewed for 15 more seasons. And how the fuck would they have that information? And why would they tell it to News him? News travels fast, Tom. No, it's convenient. <laughs> it's just wrapping up. So it's wrapping up the... Uh... The Dave plotline. Yeah, that happens. And then they bring out a cake because apparently it was Tum Tum's birthday. And there's fireworks going off in the background. And then it says, the end. We are finally done with three ninjas. Uh, <laughs> yay! Uh, that was it. That was three ninjas in a nutshell. So, and this was like a dead movie, right? Because I tried to rent it, couldn't. <laughs> Found the French version yeah, bought, by accident and bought the it. French version for fifteen dollars. <laughs> so this movie has a special place in my like adolescent psyche because I would always see it advertised as the trailer on my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two Secret of the Ooze VHS. Oh, and amazing! I think I have watched the preview for this about a hundred times. And what's funny is they just did two, they did two uh, Hulk Hogan movies. So this one and another one where he's like a babysitter or something. Does anyone have any memory of Mr. Nanny? Is that, what's it called? Oh yeah, that Mr. Nanny. That exists. Mr. Nanny? Yeah. 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 I don't know if they came out close to each other or why they would have been advertised. Cause like, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 came out like eight years before this one, but it's VHS. So like it probably was re-released or whatever. Mm. Yeah, so I've always been curious about it. I can't believe it's this bad. <laughs> yeah, n nostalgia does not save this movie. Typically, when you, uh, when you talk about stuff like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, everyone gets super hyped about them. Like, oh, that was a great movie. I love growing up with this. And it's just like, no, try watching it again. It, it really doesn't hold up. But people still have that nostalgia for it, so they still like it. They can still enjoy it. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure. This just fell through the cracks. This was god-awful. It feels like a straight-to-DVD the bargain bin at Walmart kind of movie. But yet again, it was released to, I think, 120 theaters. So there was a lot of work. There was a lot of effort to get this fourth Three Ninjas movie out. There. I couldn't, I couldn't but, find a budget for this. I could find a box office. Do you want to guess what either. a box office gross on this movie was? Yeah, so Tom and, Tom and I were having a conversation. Under a million. <laughs> You're dead on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way, way. Well, I mean, that, that. okay. Seriously, like shit movies can bring in a million dollars. Like absolute garbage can bring in a million dollars. You could, so. you could trick this. This made what, like two hundred thousand? I think it's around three hundred thousand. I don't have the specific, but it's in the neighborhood of less than. Well, think half yeah. a million. Hulk Hogan's name alone could bring in a half a million. You think people would rent accidentally, randomly buy a ticket for this and go to a theater and watch it? This is every every reason this could <laughs> yeah. accidentally make money. It's part of a franchise, a recognizable franchise. It's got Hulk Hogan. It's got Jim Varney. Yeah, I mean, got the director of Alex Mack, everybody's <laughs> favorite TV show. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, that, and that was a surprising thing, and we'll probably talk about this more in after hours. But I couldn't find any information about the budget. I honestly think they did like two to five million on this, and the return, like uh, Matthew was saying, was three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this did not return as well as they were hoping for. <laughs> did this did this end the franchise? Oh yeah, this was the last one, but that also uh-huh. could have been due to Victor Wong passing away. Mm-hmm. That was the heart and soul of this <laughs> series. Yeah, and you got to remember the franchise was bullshit from the beginning. The franchise was like a ridiculous yeah. knockoff of Karate Kid. That made no yeah. fucking yeah. sense yeah. because again, he's a Japanese man. Why does he have three white grandchildren? I, <laughs> I, I th- and don't at us in Twitter if you actually know the answer, because I don't care. I don't want to know the answer. I'm doing this for entertainment purposes. Do not tell us. Why. Well, actually, in Three Ninjas Kickback, they have a thing where they explain that. Oh my god! I, I I do think the mother might have been an you alien. fucking three ninjas fanboys <laughs> get away from us okay disgusting right. let's let's wrap this up we'll discuss it in after hours recommendations would anybody ever watch this again or recommend Fuck, it to don't it's not even a funny watch don't no god it's not I hard to avoid like, don't we worry didn't even <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you have to go out of your way to watch this movie which is like the the frustrating thing you can't just pull it up on netflix yeah. or your hulus or your disney pluses or your paramount pluses or your nbc peacock or whatever your favorite streaming <laughs> cbs <are>. direct access <laughs> it's not on hbo max and for a good reason this movie is terrible we didn't even mention the soundtrack which is like psychotic and very cheaply oh made yeah like every part of this movie is aggravating don't watch it yeah matt final thoughts it's probably not even on crackle like that's how that's how hard it is to find this thing <laughs> I think if you if, yeah, if you had if you have an hour and a half, just go watch Hulk Hogan YouTube videos. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Stare <laughs> at a wall in silence. Way <laughs> down in Sacramento, brother. The Yappa Pie. Anyways, there's my Hulk Hogan impression. Yeah, thank Thanks you. everybody. I was I was waiting for it. That's that's when we know we Thought can there'd be All more. Right. This concludes the episode of Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Thanks everyone for listening. Long live Dave Dragon. And with that, the court is adjourned. Come back next time for a new trial with new litigants in the never-ending parade of schlock that is Grindhouse Courthouse. Motherfuckers.